Hello and welcome to the Health Detective Podcast by Functional Diagnostic Nutrition. We bring you interviews from people who have conquered the trickiest of health challenges using the functional diagnostic nutrition philosophy and similar healing modalities. You're going to hear from experts who have been through the ringer with their health issues and yet managed to come out on the other side. If you're interested in natural healing and or functional medicine, congrats, you are in the right place. You can always visit us at functionaldiagnosticnutrition.com. But for now, here is today's episode. All right. Hello, my friends, and welcome back to another episode of the Health Detective Podcast by Functional Diagnostic Nutrition. My name is Evan Transu, aka Detective Ev, and I will be your host for today's show. This is going to be a good episode. We are on the 200th episode of the show. I'm sure you could tell that by the title, but it's still amazing to me that we've been doing this for a couple of years. We've interviewed so many people. I mean, a lot of those inter- or a lot of those episodes are interviews. They're not just short episodes that I did. It's kind of incredible looking back and just realizing all the amazing people that we've talked to. And then the fact that we are not slowing down anytime soon. There is well over 200 more to go, that's for sure. So in a sense, we're just getting this show started in my opinion. With that said, on the 100th episode, what we tried to do for the special, that was kind of cool, is I'm in PA and I ended up going all the way out to San Diego to see Reed Davis, the founder of FDN. And he was having a Christmas party that week anyway, so it was kind of cool. I got to see other FDNs. But we did the 100th episode live and in person. Was there any real reason for that? Absolutely not, other than that it's fun to say that we did it. (laughs) What we are doing for the 200th episode is a little different. Of course, you can take it many routes. I'm like, do we bring on Reed again? Do we bring on another special guest? But then I realized, well, wait a second. What if we compiled all of the best information from all of the episodes into one? And you might be saying, well, how could you get all the best information unless you were consciously tracking that from day one, which we were not, admittedly. So the other way to get the best information is if you're a regular listener of the show, then you already know what I'm about to say probably. The final question to any guest that we have on the show is, hey, Mr. and Mrs. So-and-so, if you could wave a magic wand and get every single person in this world to do one thing for their health, whether that's literally do one thing or stop doing one thing, what is the one thing that you'd get them to do? And this has been worded differently throughout the last couple of years. Sometimes it was what's the one habit you'd get them to engage in. Um, It's always been something very similar to this, though. So some of the answers you might hear like, oh, what one habit would I get them to change? It's still the same question at, at its core. So you'll hear the... You'll hear the same type of answers, although everyone gives a kind of unique answer throughout this podcast, which is pretty amazing. But what we did is we compiled those answers from all of those people. So this entire episode, after I'm done this intro, is literally just one after another, the answers for what people would do if they could do nothing else for individuals um, in order to help them support their health. You're going to get the best advice from some of the best minds in the world, in my humble opinion, on anything functional medicine and natural health. The reality is some people take a lot longer than a few seconds to answer this question, and that means we have multiple episodes coming out. Now, I know this is probably a cool episode in concept, but I know it's also not for everyone, and so I won't drag this out completely. What I'm going to do is this. I'm estimating at the time of recording this, based on what I'm at now, it might be a full three episodes to really get through everyone, because now it's like, what am I going to do? Not honor everyone who came on here? That's that's not something I want to do. So it might be a full three episodes. I am going to make episode 200 and 201 
continuations of this. So we're going to continue the compilation. But then we'll probably wait until... I don't know, somewhere between 208 and or 208 and 210 before we do that third one, just to get you guys back to the interviews and the normally scheduled stuff. But this is the holiday time of year. I think it's actually kind of a good time to be doing something like this. You're probably listening to your podcasts a little more distracted than ever before because you might have other things going on. Maybe you're driving around going shopping or you're preparing something for family if they're coming over for the holidays. So at the same time, it's kind of a good episode to listen to where this is mostly just positive affirmations for health. <laughs> That's basically what this episode is. It's probably something that can be listened to a couple of times. So with that all said, I just wanted to thank you guys so much for listening to our podcast enough that we can justify continually, uh, continuously pumping this out. I mean, obviously, I'm the host of this. I love being able to do this, and we couldn't justify doing this if we did not have listenership and increasing listenership at that. I greatly appreciate you guys. And most importantly, I am so thankful for all the reviews we have received throughout this last couple of years. On Apple Podcasts at the time of recording this, we have 72 perfect five-star reviews. On Spotify, we have like 14 or 15 perfect five-star reviews. I know many podcasts, and normally by the time you get over like 20, 30 reviews, there's been some hater, there's been someone that is having a bad day and leaves just something negative. So the fact that we are approaching potentially 100 five-star reviews on Apple without any negativity is amazing to me. That is my goal. I know we're going to get a hater eventually. There's no way you're getting to 1,000 or 2,000 without <laughs> um, someone coming in and having something to say. But I do believe in my heart that we can get to that 100 mark with a perfect five-star. And so if you enjoy anything that you've learned over the last couple of years, or maybe you've only been listening for a couple of months, we'd greatly appreciate that five-star review. It allows this information to rank higher, which gets this information out there to more people. There are people out there right now that are suffering just like I did, like my family members did, like many of our guests did with chronic health issues that have no idea that there is an alternative. I'm not trying to be dramatic. I've seen this in my own life though. I've seen this with my aunt. I talked to her about stuff when she was dealing with cancer, but you don't want to impose too much on anyone who's dealing with those things. It's a very emotional topic, and I get that. But my aunt was a smart person. My aunt was a kind person. My aunt was as good of an individual as you could ask for, and she didn't know what she didn't know, and her disease killed her. I'm not saying a cancer serious, right? So I'm not saying 100% that the natural stuff would have just solved everything. I don't know that. But I know that not trying the natural stuff over three years of this cancer diagnosis, that didn't help either. There are people out there suffering right now that want to know this information that have no idea that it exists. They're not being told this by Western medicine. I'm not suggesting that Western medicine's hiding it. If you go look at most MDs, they don't look like they're sitting on the fountain of youth. I always say that on the show. I'm not suggesting that they're hiding it. I'm suggesting that it was never taught to them either. It's a big, big problem. A simple review, yes, I like it. It helps you know, make me happy. I appreciate that. But more importantly, it gets the information out there to people who desperately need to hear this. So I'm not just asking for a review so we can make a couple extra bucks. FDN's doing just fine. People need to hear this. If you like it, I'm not asking you to do it just as a favor. If you actually like the information, that's when I'm asking you to please leave us a five-star review. We'd greatly appreciate that. Without further ado, let's get into the first of a couple episodes that we will be doing, compiling the best things that our guests have advice-wise for the last 200 episodes. Here we go. Being more in alignment with ancestral principles. 
And so what I mean by that is that uh, I really love Chris Kresser has this definition of disease, which is that uh, disease is a mismatch between our genetics and the modern environment. And what he's saying there, what he's getting at is that for hundreds of thousands of years, humans were spending a majority of their time outdoors in the sun, eating real food, um, getting genuine human connection, um, you know, uh, weren't exposed to all the toxins and artificial light that we're exposed to today, right? So I, 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 in my opinion, I think so much of optimizing our health gets back to how we can, in the modern age, like replicate some of these ancestral practices and get back to, uh, you know, our body is not equipped to be like, you know, eating processed foods and sitting all day. Right. Um, it, and if, if you think about it from that, it, it's sometimes that's hard to see because that's kind of the ether that we're all swimming in. Right. So one, a famous sociologist once said that the last thing a fish would ever notice is water. So no, none of us ever look around and notice that the way that we're living our life is, is not normal. Right. That we're that we're eating all these Franken foods and that we're, you know, barely getting up off of our out of our computer chairs and, you know, we're all disconnected from each other and, you know, uh, d don't make time for, for friends and family. And you, you can list dozens and dozens of examples. But I think if you use that as kind of a key point or a general principle, you can start to find more ways where you can kind of get back to some of these basics and where, where we're more in alignment with what our biology and our genetics expects from us from, from an evolutionary lens. <laughs> well, I think you probably know the answer to that. If, <laughs> I, if if I had the genie blink and I could just have one wish, I would eradicate wheat from the face of the earth. Wow, that's a good question. Um, I, I think I would say stop and smell the flowers. Stop rushing around. Be gentle with yourself. Stop putting so much expectations on yourself. If we can just stop for a second and take a deep breath and just be thankful for the things in our life today, it can go a really long way in how we look at things going forward. Um, you know, I could say all kinds of things about diet or remove this from your diet and all that, but I think that's one thing that we've really lost is the ability to just stop and take a deep breath and just appreciate the day for what it is. And even if it's the simplest thing, like I got to go outside and the sun was shining on my face. Mm -hmm. Something simple like that can really have a big impact on your mindset. Oh gosh. I'm so torn with this because I think there's two, you know, two big things that have had an impact in my personal health and that I also see in the health of my clients, you know, I think everybody tends to focus on like diet and exercise and like take this supplement, but sleep is huge. And I'm not talking about like how many hours you're sleeping. I'm talking about sleeping according to your circadian rhythm. And this was for me going through the FDN course when Reed talked about this, I was like, Oh my God, why isn't anybody talking about this? That based on the natural rhythm of our body, it's very critical for us to be sleeping from approximately 10 p.m. to about 4 a.m. because of this natural circadian rhythm that we have and when our body does certain things at nighttime to actually restore, repair, and heal itself. And a lot of people are not doing that in this modern day world that we live in. So that's one, and I'm gonna share two just because. Um, <laughs> go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> 
You know, Evan, the biggest thing for me lesson has been like learning how to navigate life differently because I'm a super type A personality. Um, I am driven, you know, by passion and, and to succeed in life as I think a lot of us are. And when I look back, you know, some of that, that passion and drive and that A type personality is also what contributed to the decline in my health because I just kept pushing my body, no matter how loud it was yelling at me and trying to tell me that there was something wrong. And, you know, our body will do anything that we ask it to, but that doesn't mean that we should. And so I like to say that, you know, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different outcome. And that's where, like, if you're doing, you know, you're, I hear so many times people are like, well, I'm eating healthy. I'm doing this. I'm taking supplements. I'm going to sleep, but they're still acting like a maniac in their life where they're like burning the candle at both ends, like putting too much on their plate, um, over committing themselves, like still trying to live their same old lifestyle, which is probably a big part of what drove their health into the ground in the first place. So for me, there's been a huge lesson in all of this of um, not taking on so much, allowing more space for rest and and balance in my life. And it's really hard because I am a workaholic uh, by nature, but it's it's huge. And I and my clients all you know struggle with that too. We've we've all gotten so caught up in the rat race of the modern day world. And that's been a, a huge contributor to what we're seeing, I think, in the state of people's health these days. Oh, gosh. Wow. That is a fantastic question. Um, I would say when it comes to diet, I think a, a addressing diet right away and eliminate gluten 100% from all sources 100% of the time. I don't think that there's a single person in this world who would not see incredible health benefits from making that one change. Ooh, definitely eat animal products. Eat well-raised, pastured, to the best of your ability, animal products, especially women. And if you're a woman and you have a daughter, I would implore you, please have your daughters eat meat as well. It really is the foundation for excellent health for women. And if you're not able to digest them, then we've got another issue to talk about. But a healthy woman should be able to eat and digest meat one to three times a day. I think again, it's what we've what we've talked about quite a bit here. But this stress response, this um, living in chronic stress state, I would love to change that for everyone. Um, and there's so many good resources out there. But I think about it so often right now as there's tension in our country, and as like this seems to be affecting relationships within families and friendships. And I think if we could bring down our nervous system activation then we could connect, we could listen to each other, we could regain health, and we could find a way forward in, um, in ways that are more peaceful and loving. Oh, that's such a good question. And so many different ways to go. I'm kind of arm wrestling between having everybody go gluten free, and having everybody go sugar free. 
So it's interesting, you know, I've talked quite a bit about supplements and toxicities and all these other things, but when it all comes down to it, you know, so much like it's really hard to get better if you're, if you're not doing a good job with your diet. I feel like I'm on Miss America or something. Um, it's like the judged question, right? How well do you answer this? Um, I would say actually eating, clean eating. I think for most people, that's the big piece of the puzzle that's missing. It has when we say clean eating, how would you define that? Is that organic? Is that whole foods? Like what? Obviously, that can mean a lot of different yeah, things. Anti-inflammatory. So cutting out gluten, cutting out dairy, healthier sources of sugars, and not in extreme amounts. Like even those three things uh, would be. In, I think everyone would see an incredible change. Oh man, Evan, that's a hard one. Um, it's really hard because, uh, as you know, it's, it's not ever one thing, right? It's the, it's, it's not ever the supplements. It's not ever the diet alone. It's not ever the exercise alone. It's, it's the combination. Um, I would have to say though, it's to, uh, to minimize inflammatory foods in the diet. Um, in my experience, that is the number one, absolute biggest, fastest needle mover for everyone even if they're not able to make a shift in, in improving their sleep or their exercise or their stress reduction in other ways, just removing the inflammation that comes from food alone, especially because we're doing it all, you know, all day, every day, or at least, for most of us, at least three times a day. Um, that is absolutely the, the, the biggest needle mover for people. Awesome. And just to be a hundred percent clear, because anyone listening to this, sometimes the interpretation of what an inflammatory food is, is very different, right? We got vegans that hate on paleo, paleo that hate on vegans, yeah. um, and they'll say the opposite inflammatory. So just for our audience, like what do you mean by inflammatory foods? Yeah, thank you for asking. So the biggest things definitely are alcohol, sugar, uh, dairy, and grains, in my opinion. Don't eat any sugar. It's poison. Stop eating processed food and get back in your kitchen to make everything from scratch. I would get them to sleep at a reasonable hour. Sleep. I think if people could just get quality sleep. I would get them to eat real food. I wish I could get rid of packaged food altogether. Like it is disgusting. It's dead. It's inflammatory. It's disease causing. Like it's addictive. It's addictive. It's addictive. I wish I could get rid of all the crap that a lot of other countries have banned in their country, but we allow to go on here in the United States. Easy question because it just came in a, one of my consultations with a client this morning. It is breathe, how to breathe. If we don't breathe, the breathing is a top of the totem pole. This is a check. If we don't breathe appropriately, we can keep our body in sympathetic overdrive nonstop. And if the body is in fight or flight nonstop, everything else will in a way be affected by that. The body can't heal. The body can't digest. The body can't rest. And the body won't get enough oxygen. And the hormones obviously get blown out. Thyroid adrenal function gets compromised, the gut gets compromised, sleep gets compromised, immune function gets compromised. Breathing is free, it doesn't cost anything. Breathing we can do at home, we don't have to go anywhere. Breathing is something we can take action in today, right now. And if we need guides, there are YouTube videos that help us through breathing. That is something we can do right now and if we don't do that, our healing journey will become compromised. No supplement can replace our ability to breathe 
and to breathe correctly. That would be my number one tip. If I had that magic wand, it wouldn't really be a habit to make them do, but I would make people get rid of the, you know, eons old beach body mentality of having stuff that um, you need to uh, have a beach body. You need to get ready and, you know, buy into, you know, multi-level marketing for smoothies and shakes in order to, you know, be ready for the beach or at New Year's, you see this propaganda and advertisements of, you know, people in bikinis and with six packs and saying, are you beach body ready? You know, summer's right around the corner. I hate that mentality. I think it's a toxic mindset. And I feel like if you have a body, then you have a beach body. Yeah, but besides telling them to turn off the news, <laughs> it would be <laughs> it would be the habit of actually practicing gratitude. Uh, I believe what we appreciate appreciates, and if you could really get into the habit of of being grateful, you're going to get more to be grateful for. That's a universal law the the law of what you feed energy to expands. So um, if you could just a simple habit, grab a pen and paper before bed, 10 things you're grateful for that happened during the day. In the morning, 10 things you're grateful for overall, just experiencing gratitude because a lot of people do the opposite. They're complaining, they're gossiping, they're focusing on what's not working and goes back to the universal law. They'll get more of what's not going to work for them. But when we could switch that around and start being grateful for the little things and then we'll get grateful for the big things. Uh, what we appreciate appreciates, and I truly believe what we think about and what we think about, we bring about. And that's free. That's something you could do immediately. That's something you could do every single day. And that will immediately put you in a healing state because the opposite is fear. And fear uh, puts you in a chronic fight or flight state. And as I've learned in FDN, at least 90% of chronic disease is a result of chronic stress. As a matter of fact, Dr. Bruce Lipton, who wrote a great book, The Biology of Belief, has shown and proven with science that you could actually create inflammation around your cells with negative thoughts, with stinking thinking. You actually create, you tell your cells to create new proteins that are negative proteins that actually could lead to disease. But when you start switching that around and flipping that around and thinking, thinking about gratitude and being grateful, that's a superpower. It's really healing to the body and it immediately shifts you to more of a parasympathetic rest and digest state. So that's the thing I would say. Focus on gratitude, appreciate it, and you'll get more to appreciate. <laughs> My mind is spinning right now because I'm thinking of like how I can answer this question but incorporate like 12 things. So I really get to answer it 12 times with 12 <laughs> different things. That's how my brain works. So um, honestly, so let's think of what, where the stem, like the core, core thing I would say that, that, that starts that set off um, health problems is poor diet. So if we could get everybody to eat clean whole foods and, and just be educated a little bit more about what they're putting in their body from when they're young, then I think that we probably wouldn't be running into as many health problems as we do have now. I would get them to dance. <laughs> I would get them to dance because you can do so much with movement and dancing is fun. Yeah, just one, huh? Just one thing? Just one thing, yes. <laughs> I'll allow two if you can't resist. 
Um, I would say, you know, I would get people to get out into nature, to take off their shoes and to move slow. And I think that's one thing. Ooh, what a juicy question, Evan. I love this. Um, I think we'll go for the positive here. I, if I had a magic wand, I would have everyone at each meal of the day eat half their plate, leafy green vegetables. That would be my wish for everyone. It could anchor so much goodness for health and it makes sure you get those nutrient, uh, that nutrient density, you know, all those incredible antioxidants and the hydration, the polyphenols, blah, 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 the vitamins, the minerals, all that goodness anchors your blood sugar, gives you a friendly cholesterol cholesterol profile, helps you with moving your bowels, your mood, your skin. You get the whole package from those leafy green vegetables, folks. That would be my wish. (laughs) Well, I think, you know, to say the one thing to do, I think it's really to take charge of your health um, and and to be, you know, you have one body that you're given and to really um, take care of your body and to understand what is good for your body and what isn't good for your body. I think that's the one important uh, thing that I would encourage people to do, that they are in charge of their own health. Um, and I would say uh, what not to do. Um, I would say not to just um, give up, um, not to just say, oh, I've got, you know, uh, rheumatoid arthritis or I've just um, taken all these pills and everything's getting worse, um, to not give up hope that there is opportunity for you um, to take some control and to be in a better place with your health. Okay. Um, I think if I could get any, everybody to do one thing that would be for their health, it would be to uh, get a journal and write every day. Um, there, it's amazing the amount of things that you can find out about yourself and how you feel and what you think. Um, like, I mean, I can offer a million different supplement or regimens or whatever, but honestly, uh, every person's different. And I think when you can really pinpoint within yourself, what you like, what you want, what doesn't work, the people that you want to be around and, and you do that every day and you read it in your own words, it's incredible. The transformation that can happen without having to do any supplement changes or any lifestyle habits, anything. Um, I think that would be the one thing that I would have every person do is just to get to learn and know who they are better by doing that. Um, If I could have them stop doing something. um, (laughs) Oh, that's a big one. Um, Yeah. Maybe uh, moderation of things like social media. (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I mean, I work in it, uh, but I don't personally use it as much. Um, when I started working in it more, I started to realize that uh, how manipulative it is and how easily we are influenced as people, including myself. Um, and so if you can learn how to moderate things like that in your life and give yourself time back, I, I think a lot of people would benefit by um, being able to slow down a little and not be so worried about what other people are doing or how they're you know, whatever they're thinking or how they're being perceived. I would get everyone to go to bed early and sleep for eight to nine hours. 
Simple as that. That's it. <laughs> yeah. We, we overlook the power of sleep and rest and restoration. And that's where the magic happens for any part of our health. We're up in the day doing all the things, but the magic really happens when we shut everything down and let the body reset. Hmm. Well, I'm, you know, my, my biggest thing for people is sleep. Um, I think that, you know, sleep is number one. It's more important than diet. It's more important than exercise. It's more important than any supplements because sleep is the only time where your body naturally goes into parasympathetic mode. And deep sleep specifically is the time when people are, their bodies are doing the healing and the detox work, you know? And so if you're never getting deep sleep or if you're never getting good sleep, that's un uninterrupted, then you can't possibly heal. You know, you, you can't possibly recover from even just the day's stressors. So I think that, you know, sleep is absolutely crucial. So really focusing on the things that you can do to improve sleep, whether that is, you know, working on resetting the circadian rhythm and getting good light exposure in the mornings and using red light therapy in the evenings or, you know, wearing blue light blockers, you know, getting off your screens in the evenings, shutting off Wi-Fi at night, um, making sure your temperature in the room is optimal for sleep, um, making sure you have a comfortable, comfortable, non-toxic mattress. And if, if it needs to be elevated a bit, you know, for better sleep, then try that, you know, um, keeping an keeping electronic devices out of the bedroom, um, not doing things that are too stimulating before bed, you know, whatever strategies work, but sleep is like absolutely, absolutely the number one thing in my book. Find fun and joy in your life. I, I really think that's a bit, I think, yes, of course, run labs, do all that kind of stuff, do the investigative work. That's important, but start finding your joy because so many people are miserable and suffering because they are not finding balance or joy in their lives. Okay. So I think, um, I would get everyone to start, uh, working more on, on their light situation. And by that, I mean, at the moment I'm wearing blue blockers that are kind of made for during the day working at the computer. And as soon as we're finished with the interview, I'm going to put on my, my proper blue blockers with the red lenses that uh, block mo pretty much most of the, the blue light. So I wear those for a couple of hours before bed, um, ideally. So bl blocking blue light at night, super important. Uh, at the same time, uh, to get more sunlight, daylight uh, during the day, uh, if possible, first thing in the morning, get out there, get some actual daylight. Uh, so I think that is super important because... Um, you know, you, you, you mess with your circadian rhythm. It, it just can contribute to so many health problems that it's, it's just unbelievable. Um, and I suppose the, the, the next one uh, is, is there, the next one is to stop eating non-organic food, right? I think this is, this is like, you can sub, you can supplement 30 things a day, but you, if you're still eating non-organic food, you know, you're just, it's just long-term a recipe for disaster. So I think those two things are very accessible. You don't have to be an expert. You, you, you just pay $50 for the blue blockers and organic food nowadays, you can, you can almost buy it for the same prices. I've actually seen organic food items be cheaper than non-organic items in the same store here. So I think those, those would be my two tips. 
One thing. Okay, so the most powerful thing I think has got to be food. So there are three nutritional principles that I believe apply to every single body on the planet. There's only three and everything else is independent. So if I could get everyone to eat a whole food, properly prepared, nutrient-dense diet, that is what I would wave my wand over. Okay, I'm going to go in the category of the podcast and say I would get them to stop um, berating themselves, beating them up, and creating an identity around their illness as my, you know, my depression, um, my PCOS. We like to, my anxiety, we ask our women to shift their wording to I am a human who is currently experiencing depressive or negative or anxious thoughts versus owning that disease. I really would, um, my, my top tip would be to really start practicing self-care, have self-care in your daily routine, whether that's, you know, some, some quiet breathing time, some meditation, some gratitude practice, but really getting yourself into that calm parasympathetic nervous system mode. And when we can get into that mode, it can really help you to connect with yourself more deeply. It can bring ideas to you, um, can connect you with people who may be able to help you on your journey, but really getting in touch with ourselves and kind of, you know, shutting out the busyness for a while and really tuning in because I believe that we all have a lot of answers inside of us that if we just take that time to tune in, we'll be, we'll be guided to, to where, to what we need to find and where, where we need to be. Wow. I love this. I would get them to not surrender to all the pressure around them. Right. So, so I write about willpower as well in the book and mental capacity to apply yourself. And there's a, there's a lot of research here, right? The more we have pressure that we take on, the more we have to exert decision-making, you know, willpower. We have to work with people. Our, our willpower gets depleted by the end of the day, and we start to give up. And, you know, we'll go to the drive through because it's easy. I need a fix. I want something good. I need to replenish. And, and so eating is as much emotional as it is a need for nutrients, to get people to not give up, right? And stay with it, stay on the track for, for years, forever, right? That's what I wish I could do for everybody, right? It is to get them to care, to get them to not feel like they, they can't get through the day, to get them to feel like, you know, they have to run for ice cream because they've had this hard day and they just want it, they just want a high, right? Is there a different way to get a high? Can you find more joy during your day, right? Rather than having to have this kind of you know, surrender at the end of it and just give in to something that feels good. I think that's it. It's more on the psychology. And that's actually my, my next kind of research I'm doing is the psychology around how much pressure can we handle, right? Why can some people change their life and stay on it? And some people can't, they keep giving up. But there's something in that kind of endurance, you know, if you will, the endurance of being able to control ourselves and, and you know, stay in control and stay on a plan. And so, that's what I wish for everybody, that I, I, I can make them love their life enough that they don't feel like they have to uh, give up at the end of the day and have that beer or ice cream or do something really unhealthy that's going to hurt them <laughs> on the next day. <laughs> learning about food, learning about how to read a label, learning about what, where your food comes from, learning how to cook, learning about food. Food is medicine. Yes. Sleep. It's 
hands down sleep. And I wish my answer had something to do with a certain food that they should eat every day or, you know, something that was specifically nutrition. But gosh, sleep affects everything. You know, if you look at um, your hunger hormones and your fullness hormones, if you don't get enough sleep, uh, you can overproduce on your hunger hormones and you're underproducing on your fullness hormones as far. And that affects your whole day. Right. So, man, a regular sleep schedule is the one thing that I would encourage to anybody because I think that is helpful to everybody. Oh, it would probably be anything to do stress management. I mean, stress is such a huge thing. And so I, my, my always thing goes always, you got to do something for yourself. So self-management, self-care and stress management, it's self-care is so important. And that, to me, that's part of stress management. Everyone needs to be doing that. Oh, wow. That is such a good question. Um, I would get everyone to really reconnect with what they want to be and what they want to do in life and really then look at how they're spending their time and where they're putting their energies and efforts and see if those things align. Because I think once we, you know, stop working 80 hours a week, because we remember that we like hanging out with our family and that we love our spouse and that we want to see our children grow up, uh, automatically a huge amount of chronic stress goes away. Um, and I really do believe the FDN fundamentals, um, you know, Reed says it best that stress is the cause. It is the root of all evil. It is the cause of metabolic chaos. It is the place where the dysfunction starts. And so if we can all sort of examine our our lives and sort of say like, where can I have more fun? (laughs) How can I be better aligned with what I really like to do? Who do I like to spend time with? And and, uh, organize our lives so that those things are possible then I think we would start to see better health emerge just from that. Take a walk at morning sunrise. (laughs) And the reason why I say that is uh, you get to check off a lot of boxes. So uh, you're checking off circadian rhythm. You're checking off uh, really good light exposure. So we talked about light a little bit, but you get that really good light exposure to not only trigger melatonin clocks 12 hours later, but to help with cortisol awakening response and that kind of thing, you get a little bit of movement, you get some fresh air, and you get some quiet time, which we all need. So, you know, it's not checking email first thing in the morning, it's getting up and taking a walk at sunrise. Yes, I love this question. And I think this question or my response is going to be a direct (laughs) reflection of what's happening this year. And I would just say, I want people to believe that your body and the world are working for you and to like stay curious and just try and stay out of fear and stay out of judgment and know that these symptoms that you're experiencing aren't because you were dealt the poor genetics or you're just destined to struggle all the time. They're just like little messages, like little whispers from your body saying, Hey, you know, something's out of balance here and I really want to be in balance. So I'm just, I'm just letting you know. And so I think if people kind of had that relationship to their body where they knew that they were in partnership um, that um, I think it would make a lot of people feel a lot better and have success a lot sooner. It's a tough one. There are so many things. Um, I think the biggest thing for me and one of the easiest things to do is to really focus on the quality of your food first. And this is very basic for me because I've been doing it for a long time before all the testing and everything else. But yeah, like making sure you're eating organic food that doesn't have pesticides 
you know, eating quality animal foods that don't have antibiotics and hormones and all those things in them that can go a long way to helping you be healthy. I would encourage systems of self auditing, being more in tune with what's working for them and what is not working and listening to those signs and symptoms early on. Right? I think our body has the the ability to wave the, the red flag and say, hey, pay attention to me, often in our digestive system or in our hormonal imbalances. And it's it's the tuning in, listening, trusting ourselves that there that our body is wise and intelligent and trying to communicate with us is one thing that I think we would all be in a, such a more advanced place in our health journey in a good way um, if we listened into those symptoms. And I think about that in my own story. I feel very fortunate right now to be able to be talking with you. I'm nine years cancer-free. I am on the other side of having those chronic symptoms that I kind of just brushed under the rug for so long. And to be able to, you know, just set a little seed in that direction for people to be able to tune in to what their bodies may be telling them. I think that would be my, my magic wand moment. That is a really great question. Um, I'm going to say, I mean, my, my first thought is the importance of hydration and not only hydration, but high quality water that has minerals in it that isn't depleted and isn't full of fluoride and toxins and to look into even ways of making your water um, even more enhanced, but the simple way is to make sure you're getting filtered water, spring water, with even putting some Celtic sea salt in your water or getting adequate minerals in your water. I think hydration, I think a lot of us are walking around chronically dehydrated, which means that we aren't thinking to our full capacity, our digestive system isn't able to function properly. We can feel tired, we can feel sluggish, brain fog. I think that that would probably be one of the cheapest and easiest. I mean, yeah, you can get fancy with the filtration systems. I mean, I'm realizing that it's not completely free because most tap waters are full of contaminants, but you know, clean, good quality water that has added minerals to it is a life changer for your energy and your cognition. Uh, okay, so the first thing that comes to mind is to sauna. If everybody could do some sort of saunaing to detox, the research is there too, and my personal experience, it can change your life because of detoxification. Do you want me to give a more realistic one now? Um, I've never that heard that one, one before. I mean, we got to keep <laughs> oh. it fresh at episode like 42 okay. or 3, whatever this is. But if you'd like to give another one, you may. Um, and from something that people can do right now that we don't even need a magic one for is kind of tying back what I was talking about intuition is our thought process, recognizing any time that we're speaking down to ourselves, having negative thoughts, that we can instantly start to reframe that into visuals and thoughts and feelings of what we do want for our life and for our health. And that is something every single one of you can do right now today. Well, I would definitely look at the diet because I think, uh, it starts there, like what you put in your body affects you. Um, so if they had to do one thing, would be look at ways to clean up your diet. That means removing uh, chemicals, you know, try to eat organic because uh, a lot of the foods now have glyphosate, you know, and that also causes leaky gut. 
Uh, that's something I learned also in my own uh, health journey. I had uh, high levels of glyphosate. So definitely cleaning up the, um, the diet, trying to sleep well, you know, and uh, definitely look into functional lab testing because you might be surprised at what you find <laughs> for sure. <laughs> Never stop advocating for yourself. That's the one thing. If, if a doctor's not listening to you, go find another doctor. They're not your doctor. I think that so many of us, and I'm, I'm guilty too, of being told, oh, it's, it's normal to have migraines, or oh, it, it's, it's normal to have bloating, or it's no, no, it's not. And don't let anybody tell you. you. You know your body better than any doctor ever will. So never stop advocating for yourself. <laughs> I'm sleep is one of the most important things. I mean, I can't and I'm, I'm, I'm about to walk into a whole world of no sleep. But I have found that when people don't sleep, and I mean, by biologically, when people don't sleep, your your blood sugars grow out of whack, you don't manufacture your neurotransmitters. So you actually mentally have problems, your liver doesn't detoxify. I mean, sleep is when our bodies rebuild and repair. And so I feel like there you can be the healthiest person in the world, but if you're doing like three hours of sleep a night and just working all the time, your body is going to wear out really fast. I mean, that's what causes heart attacks in people, random heart attacks and stuff like that. So, but there's so many, there's so many other things I could say, but sleep is so essential. It really is. Mm. <laughs> mm. Okay, this is going to be a little bit kind of, well, I would say the one thing is listen to your body and listen to your instincts about your body. I think, you know, we've gotten, oh, sorry, I probably shouldn't say anymore, but I feel like we've gotten away from um, trusting our instincts with our health. And uh, I wish everybody would get back to that in some way, shape or form. Start eating food that's found in nature. Meaning if you can grow it, hunt it, forage it, fish it, whatever, focus on that and minimize things that are made in the factory. You know, I've heard this question so many times and it's super hard to narrow it down to one. But to be honest, I would say everyone should be meditating. Sleep, to, to learn to sleep well. Get things out of their room that distract them from going to sleep. And I would tell them you need to learn to rest well. And um, that is honoring how your body was designed. It was made to rest so that it can have the energy to do what it um, is made to do during the day. I love this question. Um, and I've been thinking about my answer because I knew we were going to record this. Um, and I, I was laying in bed this morning and I'm like, you know, I, if there's one thing I could get people to do, it would be to be curious about what's happening in their health um, and to just uh, take ownership of what's happening. Um, ask questions, be a critical thinker. Um, and sometimes I know that that's hard because our bodies are maybe really broken. Um, and so maybe you don't have the energy, but if you're, if you're walking around and you feel like crap, you don't have to feel like crap anymore. Like there's such a, you don't, there is hope is I, I think what I'm saying. And so get curious about how to get better. Um, and ask questions and don't ever stop asking questions. That was such a huge part of my journey was asking questions and taking ownership of my own health. And so I really, I thought about gluten, I thought about sleep, all of that stuff is really important. Um, but I think 
Get curious, ask questions, be a critical thinker, and take ownership. 